What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, a Saturday episode, we'll be talking about injury updates to Alice Caruso, Patrick Williams, uh, Zach Levine, and Io and Vooch. It's quite a bit. We'll also be uh, talking about Lonzo Ball a little bit. And mainly on this episode, we'll be diving into the mailbag. I know I haven't been really getting into your guys' uh, voicemails too much over the course of this week. So we're going to be catching up today. All that on a Saturday's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'll see you guys right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So first, I do want to uh, start with the update to Alex Caruso's injury. So it looks like he's actually been, uh, he's hes now listed as questionable along with Zach Levine, but they are not ruling him out to play tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now I'll be monitoring and seeing if we get an update or not. If we do uh, get a for sure update, I'll drop another video at some point today just to up, update you guys on that happening. But this is really, really exciting. The fact that he, I think only participated in a handful of practices or maybe even a, just a couple of practices and now he's been upgraded to questionable. That does make it promising that if even if he doesn't end up coming back for this game, his return is probably going to be next week. You guys know I've had had that uh, that March 14th game penciled in for quite a while as as being the game where everybody returns. So uh, hopefully Caruso does make that. Now it doesn't look like Patrick Williams or Lonzo Ball are going to make that, but it's good to have have Alex Caruso back. Let me know what you guys think. Alex Caruso's impact is going to be on his first game back from a long time being out with injury. Let me know all that down below. Let's go ahead and get over Zach Levine. Zach Levine also is being listed as questionable. He did miss Friday's practice. Now, this seems more of a precautionary thing than it being something serious, at least I hope. Um, but I did want to also mention that because it seems like the Bulls are dealing with some nagging injuries right now. Now, not everyone's dealing with anything serious or anything that's necessarily going to keep them out some games, but it does seem like there is some nagging injuries going on with the Chicago Bulls, and Zach Levine is one. To add to that, Io and Vooch are both listed as probable for tonight. Then that means they're more than likely, uh, more likely than not to play. But again, be on the lookout for that. I don't know if you guys saw anybody saw the slowdown video of the, of the time that Grayson Allen kind of he kind of need uh, Io a little bit. That's not even to throw any more heat on Grayson Allen because he has enough in the city of Chicago. But that being said, and Vooch also has that hamstring injury. Didn't seem to hurt him too bad in the last game. We know we want the Bulls to win against a Cleveland Cavaliers team that's been a tough matchup for us. Now, they do not have Jared Allen tonight, but again, definitely want to see a win. Definitely want to see everybody get back healthy. Last injury update. Well, outside of Lonzo Ball, uh, we do have Patrick Williams did participate in all of practice, but the contact portion of practice. So what that could mean is as they gear him up, they could try to gear him up over the course of this next week. Uh, to get him into full contact practice, see how he does another week after that. And then uh, we may begin uh, Patrick Williams back in two weeks or less. So be on the lookout for that. I wanted to give a full update on the injury. Now, yesterday was the six-week mark of Lonzo Ball surgery. No, his return was six to eight weeks. Seems like it's going to be more towards the eight-week mark, uh, mark of that than the six weeks, which puts him back uh, being able to come back with about eight games, I believe, left. Um, which is more than enough to really gear up for playoffs, especially with the role that Lonzo plays. Uh, and you know, a key thing is with this is that it's more important that Lonzo get fully healthy than what than anything else. Than anything else, it's, it's more important than he get fully healthy. He's take as much time as he needs. But I did want to update on that. The six week mark did pass, so he's going to be more towards that eight week, maybe even nine weeks, um, uh, more so than than the, than the six week portion of it. And that's fine. The key, the the main thing with this team is, and you see, uh. Pretty much that sentiment is shared in the voicemails that we get today. It's just getting everybody back healthy. But I wanted to provide those injury updates as well as just a little bit on the Cleveland Cavaliers game that happens tonight. It's a late start tonight. 
um, at least for me, out here on uh, in Eastern time. It starts at 9 p.m. And overall, you know, just to see how the Bulls play, Darius Garland is a bad, bad man, right? But I do think that Io can guard him. And it's going to be interesting to see that matchup, as well as the matchup overall from top to bottom. What does Mobley do with Vooch? How does Vooch react to having somebody like Mobley guard him? Um, so all those things are, are remain to be seen. I know they just signed Moses Brown. What type of impact does he give them as well? We're going to be on the lookout for all of that. We know what our Bulls need to do. They need to execute very well on offense, do enough things on defense to stop them from hurting, and hopefully not give up any big runs, especially in uh, that third and fourth quarter, which they tend to do. We'll see that. Watch all of that. But let's go ahead and get into what the main, the meat and potatoes of this episode of Chicago Bulls Central is. And that's the voicemail. I wanted to catch up with you guys. So first, we're going into Marcus, who leaves this. What is up, Ace? It's your boy, Marcus. Uh, I watch a lot of your videos, and I really respect what you're doing with this, uh, with the whole Bulls channel and the podcast and everything. Um, but I just got a few thoughts on the Bulls. So I think that people is overreacting on just, like, how we've been playing and just everything, just people just overreacting. I think Bulls fans just need to appreciate the fact that we is doing this good, way better than we've been doing since 2017. This is probably the best record we had since 2017, or probably a little bit better than that. We might have a better record. But I think, honestly, my honest opinion is I think that for health, I think this team is a second-round exit. I don't think we can make it to the conference finals because – those top-tier teams in the East, they have playoff pedigree. They got playoff experience. The boys just need to get their feet wet in the playoffs, go against a, a good comp some good competition in the first round so that our young players like Pat Will, like Ayo, Kobe, Zach Levine, players like that can get that experience in the playoffs. And then if we get knocked out, we got everybody come back full strength, fully healthy. We get a couple acquisitions in the offseason, do a couple trades but keep our core players together, and then next year we run it back. We think like, okay, we already we already lost to this team last year, so this year we're going to come in with the same mindset but a different strategy, you know? So those teams at full strength, we can't we, – I don't think we can beat those teams like the Bucks or the Heat. I think the Heat is the favorite out of the East, in my opinion. Uh, the Heat, the, the 76ers, like we can't beat those teams in the seven-game series because – their top players, they have the top players in the league on their team, and they all of them have playoff experience. Some of them got rings, so we can't we can't do anything with that. So yeah, that's just my thoughts on the Bulls and how everything is going. Uh, I'm I'm really grateful for your channel, and I like what you're doing. Keep up the good work. Peace. All right. So Marcus says, and you know, this is a level-headed thing, right? Saying fans are were overreacting to the Bulls' losing streak, but then also says that he honestly thinks the Bulls may be a second-round exit. And I think there are a lot of people that share that sentiment now, especially as it seems like teams have adjusted to the way that the Bulls are, are Bulls play offense and how they guard the Bulls. With those things happening, there are people who have have their their expectations or their hopes, I should say, because I don't think anybody necessarily coming into the season expected the team to make the Eastern Conference Finals. But for the people that did have those expectations rise or those desires rise and thought that we could uh, over the last you know handful of games with the Bulls playing the, the way they have, do now think that the Bulls may be a second round. Hell, there are some that think that it may be a first-round exit. And what I want to say to that is this. Even if the Bulls are a second-round exit, even if they do not make the Eastern Conference Finals, like Marcus said, it's not over. And that was been my sentiment for a long time as well. This isn't the last season of basketball for the Chicago Bulls, right? Bulls fans have worked themselves into thinking this three-year window because that's DeMar's window and thinking that that's it. And it's not. 
And listen, this team in this front office deserves to be able to keep building out this team. Rome wasn't built in a day. You don't turn a team around from being a non-playoff team to a surefire contender in one year usually. It hasn't happened. I'm sure it's happened over the course of, of, of the NBA lifespan, but it's that's not the way it usually goes. Now, what, what all that being said, I still do think that this team, fully healthy, can compete with anyone. I know some people in the comments left some, oh, the Bulls can't play with Boston. They wouldn't want, win a single game. All that is noise. The Bulls have enough talent, and what they have shown when they are the closest form of fully healthy, that they play and they do enough on both sides of the ball to be able to compete with anyone, period. And so I do believe that. And if it ends up being a second round or, God forbid, a first round exit for the Chicago Bulls, which I don't expect, but if it does end up being that, it's not over. It's not the end of the road. It's it's that we have a lot of years left ahead, especially, you know, once Zach Levine signs that contract, it's not over. The window is not closing anytime soon. It's it, matter of fact, I would even go as far to say the window is barely open. Right. So for people who are thinking, oh, we have a three year window, that window is barely even even open. It's cracked right now. It's not fully open. The Bulls have a lot of things they can continue to do. So this three-year window that some people have worked themselves into thinking just isn't realistic. And I do appreciate Marcus's call. Thank you, Marcus. Let's go ahead and get to the next one. This one is from Ricky, who has an interesting take on Billy Donovan's rotation. Hey, this is Ricky Carroll. How you doing, bro? I'm watching one of your broadcasts now. Real quickly, the way I think the Bulls can get out of this losing streak. But he's going to have to cut his uh, players down to eight or seven. Okay. And he's going to have to get into a rotation. And stop by that dumbass seven when players get into a rhythm. DeRosa don't like it. Just look at his eyes. That's another story. That's what I think. Peace. All right. So, Ricky, and, and this is interesting, right? He says that. That rotation needs to cut be cut down to eight to seven. Well, Bulls really have been playing that rotation just because out of necessity, because of them having so many injuries. They really maybe nine deep, but not all nine players play a lot of minutes. Uh, so the rotation has been shrunk. If anything, as we get players back healthy, I do want to see that rotation increase, mainly because I don't want DeMar from now until the end of the season to keep having to pay 38 minutes a game, right? I don't want to see that. I want to see them get some rest. I want to see the rotation. Uh, now, I want to see it expand, but expand in the sense that because we are winning, we can afford to play other players and because we get players back healthy. So I don't know, uh, Ricky, if I necessarily agree with that rotation of being eight to seven players. I do think as we get more players back, that rotation is going to increase and it's going to lessen minutes for Zach, lessen minutes for DeMar. And then hopefully we, we can have them with better fresh legs, especially when you see like Zach Levine now being listed as questionable, getting them more rest. Lowering their minutes, being able to play more people and trust more people is going to ha help them be more fresh for the playoffs, which is really what everything's built around right now. But let me know down below if you agree with Ruku. How do you think? Now, in the in the playoffs, the rotation is absolutely going to shrink, right? The rotation is going to shrink in the playoffs. That happens everywhere. But right now, in the regular season, where we are with 16 games left, I don't necessarily say that I agree with that. Now, another thing that Ricky left here is DeMar DeRozan. He said DeMar DeRozan doesn't like Billy Donovan. Now, I have not picked up on any of that. Like, I, I think... I know that there are a lot of Bulls fans who are unhappy with Billy Donovan right now, rightfully so. I understand some of the critiques Billy Donovan's been getting. I'm not saying that that's out, but I think sometimes we tend to look for things to support those type of uh, thoughts more so than it being reality. I can't say that I've seen anything with DeMar DeRozan's body language, but let me know get down below, guys. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there is something there to be said that maybe DeMar DeRozan doesn't really care for Billy Donovan. I can't say that I've seen it. 
but I'm open to hearing what you guys think on that as well. Let's go ahead and get into this next voicemail. This one is from Eastside. Yo, what up, Hayes? It's Eastside Buck from the 804, Richmond, Virginia. Um, I was calling just say, um, right about the coaching. Thank Billy needs to step it up. And I also would like to see, um, Boots keep playing like you're playing because I, I don't think that he's being soft. That's just his game. And I also would like to see Zach, Kobe White, and Io attack the basket more. I would like to see them trap the ball more. I would like to see their arms spread it out. I would like to see better defense. That's the only problem I see. And as far as us being contenders, look how good we do without the three players that we got out. Imagine when they come back, man. It's going to be trouble, trouble. In the words of Bernie Mac, rest in peace. Thanks. All right. This one kind of, I like having these two back to back. Because um, he mentioned how Billy Donovan needs to step up coaching, right? Uh, and even saying that Billy Donovan kind of needs to get more uh, anime. Now, that's not really Billy Donovan's um his his personality, so I don't expect him to see like get fired up, get any texts or anything like that. But I will say this is that as far as Billy Donovan needing to step up coaching, we've known it's adjustments. I've said that, I've talked about it heavily on this podcast and the show. Um, so yes, Billy Donovan, I would like to see him improve on the way that he makes adjustments, how quick he makes adjustments. I want to see him trust the hot hand a little bit more as well. So all those things I do agree with. Now, uh, some other things that Esai says on this. He's talked about Vooch. He's not soft, which I'm glad that somebody said that because Vooch is not a soft player. He's not a good defender. He's not. And he gets frustrated on himself. But I, I would not label Vooch as soft, in my opinion. I know a lot of people don't agree with that. And also, Eastside saying that the, the, the guards need to attack more. Um, yes, I, I would say that. But again, with that being said, Billy Donovan also needs to trust him. It can't be all DeMar down the stretch, right? He needs to trust when Kobe's hot, when Io's shooting the ball well, he needs to trust them more. That's how you get them battle tested. That's how you get them over the hump in this fear that we seem to see with them sometimes where if the games get tight, games get close, they really don't want to be the ones to mess up. So they aren't really shooting the ball at the frequency that we think that they can and passing up open shots. So agree with some of what you said, most of what you said, honestly, there, uh, uh, Eastside. But let's go ahead and move on. This next one is another one from Ricky. What up, Hayes? Ricky Carroll again. Don't know if you've been getting my Texas or not, but I hope you get this one. I'm watching the 76 game. The referees ain't calling shit. All right. It's almost the beginning, I mean, the end of the third quarter. The Bulls have went down three straight times. Obvious fouls, man. And the referees just, they ain't calling a damn thing. Nothing. And they've been doing that through the whole game. And it's going to continue to happen to Billy get thrown out of a couple of games and get some attention from somebody else. I don't know who's going to do it, Adam Silver or whoever, but he needs to get it done because it is totally ridiculous how lopsided these calls are going per game. How in the hell can they win when you touch and it's a foul and you get your head knocked off and they look the other way? How is that a run? It's not. Peace. All right. Ricky watching the 76ers game, which was a very frustrating game to watch, especially with calls. Luckily, we've seen it in the, in the last couple of games that, that 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 those fouls come back down to earth. Right. It definitely was out there out there for a while. But the Bulls have been officiated weird all season long. So there's definitely something to be said with that. 
Um, what I will say on the lopsided calls is that if this continues in the playoffs, right, if the Bulls continue to be officiated in the way that they are, something's going to have to change. And that more so goes back to that point I made of Billy Donovan feeding the hot hand because it really does seem like the refs aren't giving DeMar the calls that he was getting at the beginning of the season. Now, in the last couple of games, they've definitely come back up. Um, so, you know, that may be all null and void as we watch to the end, to the rest of the end of the season. But I will say that it is something to watch. And if if DeMar isn't getting those calls, then you do have to make, again, an adjustment. And that's my issue with Billy Donovan sometimes is the adjustments. But let me know what you guys think down below on that one. Let's go ahead and get into this next one. This one is from some from a caller from the 563. Hey, I got to stop tripping over this five-game losing streak. It was good for them, but then they won a loss. It's playoff basketball, okay? They're playing these hard teams, and that's good. And these teams that are coming up, these not too hard them teams, they're supposed to beat them. They're supposed to get up there and put their foot out on the ground and play as hard as they can. I threw superstars. They're playing hard, but they're not up. So, Whenever we get some help. And I try to tell you, we do need another big man because of injuries. But whenever we get some help, some guys come back, it's going to be great. I can understand he's been out so long, but he ain't number 19 years old. Most 19 years old, they heal fast. He must have really been a bad person. A great, should I say. But. That's all I got to say about that. I know you got three minutes. I wish I could talk to you a whole lot longer. Bro, your show is the best. I don't even watch the other guys on ESPN and all that. I don't watch that. I have more fun watching your show. Peace. All right. So. Five, the 563, he didn't leave his name, or at least I didn't hear. The first part of your voicemail was, was kind of low there. And also something that I do want to say, I want to go back to uh, one of Ricky's call. Guys, turn your TVs down if you're going to if you're gonna be leaving in a voicemail. Some of those I hear, the, I, and some of that I couldn't play. We got quite a bit of voicemails where it was either like a car radio or the TV in the background. Get those down if you're going to leave a voicemail, mainly because I want to be able to play your voicemail. And if, it, if it's not audible, for the listeners of the podcast or the, or the viewers who are watching on YouTube, I can't really play it. And, and even if I can get bits and pieces from it, I, tr I can't really use it. So just, just a FYI on that one. But to get to the 563, the, the, the five-game losing streak being good for the Bulls, it can be, right? It all depends on how they bounce back from it. And we're still in the midst of seeing how they're going to bounce back from it. Um, but it could have definitely been a good one for them, a chance for them to look at themselves, as well as like Tristan Thompson going off on them on the sidelines. All those type of things. Those things, I've said it before, there is growth in failure, right? And that five-game losing streak was a fail. And hopefully we see growth from the players on this team, both the youngers, youngins and both the uh, the veterans as well, of how this team bonds bonds together to not have that failure happen again, right? So, and that doesn't mean they're not going to lose games. That doesn't mean that they're not necessarily going to lose games in the same manner in which they did. But it's fixing a lot of those things, making routine routine. A building good routine, stuff like that. All those things matter, and losses sometimes do help that. So, yeah, I definitely agree with your, your sentiment there. And I know it's not something that Bulls fans or any fans of any team like to hear, but sometimes you do need to lose to to ultimately grow to win more, right? Grow to win more. And I think that this Bulls team did need that. I think that this losing stretch, as much as it shouldn't, they shouldn't have lost some of those games. Let me be clear. But maybe they did need that leading into a playoff run and before the playoffs begin because it is going to help them. That was playoff atmosphere basketball, and they lost those games. So hopefully, hopefully the Bulls fix that 
going forward. This last voicemail is for Marvin. And as you guys know, I'm going to throw Marvin a little shot here. This is fun because Marvin's a member of the Chicago Bulls Central family at this point. Marvin gets very long-winded all the time. This one's for Marvin. Morning, Hayes. Marvin. I just wanted to call in. Uh, First of all, good win last night. I think we all needed that. But I wanted to check with you on something, man, and the fan. I went back into your archives, man, and I listened to your takes early in the season, middle of the season, and then last night. And I appreciate your pessimists. I mean, I appreciate your patience and understanding about a team. Now, I want to address the fans on this. How about this guy? All the craziness about a five-game losing streak, we win last night, you sleep well. Isn't that something? My suggestion is this. Let's stay in the middle. We can't win all the games. We're not going to win all the games. The most important thing is getting to the playoffs healthy and making a run. Now, I'm not saying it's like we won the championship last night. One game, guys. Now, the difference is we have games ahead of us. Let's be, let's be uh, patient. Let's hope root for our team, make sure that we play well and stay healthy. Also, I just wanted to say, man, if everybody can keep their wits about themselves and understand that the Bulls are going to go through things as well as other teams, then I think we'll be okay. We get healthy. We're going to get surprised with Caruso and, and Patrick Williams and, and Alonzo coming back. None of us really know. So let's all keep our heads right, understand that this is a long season, and what our goal is is be healthy going into the playoffs. Last night was a good, a damn good thing we needed. I believe, I'm pretty sure every one of us as fans slept well last night. Me, myself, the five-game losing streak, I had us losing four of them. The only one that I had us winning was against Atlanta, and we didn't win that one, so I – wasn't no thing to me. But I figured we could win last night and the next one and the one after that. Boston's nipping at our heels. We need to keep our head together, man, and get this done well. But I want to say I appreciate you, uh, Hayes, because like I said, I'm going through your archives, checking all of your stuff. You're pretty right on about a lot of things. So, And, fans, if you can go do the same, just listen to this, some of his comments and think to yourself, how, how much is it going to affect if I get angry about a loss and then be as happy as I was last night? It doesn't make a difference. But we got a game coming up. Let's go. Appreciate it. Hey, go Bulls. Later. And Marvin, motivating as well. Marvin is very, he very much tries to be the level-headed fan and get other fans to be level-headed. And this is what I'm going to say. Yes, it's funny how things change once a win comes. And it's funny how much more they change once if we get two, three wins all strung together. Listen, the, the Bulls' back half of the schedule is tough. The last five games of the season, well, Five out of the last six games of the season, because our very last game of the season is against uh, Minnesota, but five out of those last six games of the season are all going to be against playoff or play-in teams. It's it's a nice uh, gauntlet to prepare you for playoff basketball. It's going to get harder before it gets easier. And because of that, you know, it's the fan base wants to win. It never feels good for your team to lose, much less lose a bunch of games in a row. But the one thing that I will say with this is that it's, Yes, a win does change. The win changes the conversation. The win changes how tense the fans are. It changes everything. It changes it for the players as well. Wins change things. But we got to keep our level head and remember how good this team was. That's not to say, I'm not, you guys know, I'm not somebody who excuses losses. I'm not someone who excuses uh, when mistakes, easy mistakes that can be fixed are made. I'm not one of those fans who are going to see things and just be like, oh, well, the Bulls are easily going to fix that. You, oh, we remember, we're, we're undefeated when we have our full starting five. Listen, all that is good and it sounds good and it looks good and it looks effortless to a degree. But when you're seeing and you're watching basketball and you're evaluating, yes, 
Wins do feel and look good, but even in wins, you can see some things. And like I said, when the Bulls were on their last winning streak, there were some things in that winning streak that I saw that I was like, this is going to be a problem when they face better competition. We got to be honest and evaluating, but we also have to be honest and give some grace in the fact that this team isn't going to win every game. They're going to go through losing streaks. They're probably going to go on another two or three game losing streak between now and the end of the season. But with all that being said, right, is this, this team needs to improve on certain things. And it's fine to talk about that. It's fine to also call out some of the bullshit that you see this team doing. But at the end of the day, right, it's not over. This is not the last season. This is not the last season which the Bulls are going to lose. So it is what it is, right? Um, but the fan base, sometimes we do need to calm down as fans and remember and be in perspective that this is the first year that this team has been so improved. This is the first year, as, as another caller said, that we've gotten this many wins, so many firsts in so long for the Chicago Bulls that overall, no matter what happens with the season, it's a net positive. It could end disappointingly, right? And we could very well be disappointed in how this season ends. Let me be clear. But net wise, from the growth from last season to this, it's a net win. And that's how I'm going to end this episode on Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. That's it. I'll see you guys. Halftime hangout and postgame. Maybe pregame. I'm not sure with that one yet, but be on the lookout. Click the notification bell. Make sure you're subscribed as well. Get notified of every time I go live. All things like that because I do random lives as well. But that's it for me for today. Uh, see red don't be red go bulls i love you guys peace this has been a presentation of the break break media, media.